Thank you for listening to Mysterious Ish. All episodes are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast directory. Follow us on social media at Mysterious Ish Pod. If you have topic suggestions, questions, or stories to share, you can email us at mysteriousishpod at gmail.com or visit our website at mysteriousishpod.com. Make sure to come back next week for another discussion about the mysteries of the universe. We're here. It's me. You need your notes. <laughs> oh, shit. It's, it's me. <laughs> yes, ma'am. That's why we're here. Y'all ready? Ready. Okay, What so are we talking about? We're going to be talking about the Chowchilla kidnapping. Oh. Did boy. I say it right? You sure did. Okay. Proud of you. Thank you. Chowchilla. The Chowchilla kidnapping happened July 15th, 1976. The school bus driver and 26 children between the ages of 15 and 14 were uh, taken. In... Wait, what? What? 15 and 14. 5 and 14. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? They were all teenagers? <laughs> Okay, five and 14. Five and 14, my bad. And you said there were 26 kids? Yes, and a bus driver. Yikes. July 15th took place on a Thursday that year. So around 4 p.m., the school bus driver by the name of Frank Edward Ray was driving the 26 students of Dairyland Elementary School home from a summer class trip to the Chowchilla Fairground swimming pool. Oh, shit. I didn't even think about that. It was in July. Mm-hmm. School wasn't even in session, dude. Nope. This is like a summer vacation sure thing. Sure was. A summer vacation. A summer school thing. Summer school trip. But there was a large van that was in front of the bus that was blocking the road. Mm. Frank stopped the bus and was confronted by three armed men that were wearing nylon stockings to cover their faces. Jesus. That's terrifying. <laughs> One of the men had held... Uh, their gun to Frank, while another took over and drove the bus, and the third man followed the bus in the van. <sighs> the kidnappers hid the bus in the Bernita, Brenda, the Brenda. Sure. Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> Slough, a shallow branch in the Chowchilla River. There was a second van parked there. Both of the vans had their back windows painted black and their interiors were reinforced with paneling. Stop. That's terrifying. Isn't it? That's so fucking sketchy. How did the police not just, like, immediately pull that over? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's a fair assessment. (laughs) Frank and the children were forced into the two vans while being held at gunpoint. They drove around for 11 hours before they were taken to a quarry in Livermore. Oh my fucking god. 11 hours. Just driving around. How did the police not pull these people over? The fucking van, the windows are painted black. Like, painted. Nothing not to see tinted. here, officer. You can get fucking pulled over for having your windows tinted too dark. That's so true. 
Like, why the fuck did they not pull over this van with the windows painted? I guess there are, like, the vans that have the windows painted white. You know what I mean? That you can't see into? Like, delivery vans? Mm. Maybe they thought it was that. Maybe. 11 hours. 11 hours. At this point, so what? This was around 4 o'clock, you said? Mm Mm-hmm. So, you're telling me that these people drove these children, these 26 children around for 11 hours so till three o'clock in the fucking morning mm-hmm. sir early morning on july 16th the kidnappers forced the kids and frank to climb down a ladder into a buried moving truck that they had stacked that they had stocked with a small amount of food water and there was a few mattresses oh my god they literally buried this fucking truck under the ground mm-hmm. in a you said in a stone quarry yeah how the level of planning that went into this. Mm-hmm. Frank and some of the older children later got the idea to start stacking the mattresses so that some of them could reach the open ground that was at the top of the truck, which was covered with a heavy sheet of metal and weighed down with two 100-pound industrial batteries. After hours of effort, Frank and the oldest boy, who was 14, named Michael Marshall, wedged the lid open with a piece of wood and moved the batteries. They then dug away the remainder of the debris, blocking the entrance. 16 hours after they had entered the truck, the group emerged and walked to the quarry's guard shack near Shadow Cliff Regional Park. 16 hours. Can you imagine how those parents were feeling? God. This is... I mean, at least they got out. That's true. At least they escaped. Frederick Newhall Woods IV... Sorry. Fourth. Sorry. <laughs> Is this one of the perpetrators? So can we laugh at him? Yeah. Okay. Okay. We can laugh at him. The fourth. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Or unless if it's, ooh, it might be his dad. It might be his dad. Oh. Sorry. I forget. But Sorry, sir. Can I tell? Every time I hear, like, numbers, I think of holes. Stanley mm-hmm. Yilnaeus. They all rise. All of them. All the Stanleys. <clears throat> Stanley Yelnaeus the fourth. Oh my lord. Ah. I need to watch Holes. I haven't seen it in so fucking long. I love Holes. Who was 24 at the time was the quarry owner's son. Oh. So he is the perpetrator. Yeah, because you said that he's the, I don't the know. quarry owner's son. I don't know if it was the dad or the him now. There's too many Fredericks, all right? Okay, keep going and I'll try to make sense of it. Uh, he quickly became sus of one of the people who had a set of keys to the quarry and enough access to have buried the moving truck there. Oh, okay. So this, the fourth guy is not a perpetrator. So I'm so sorry for laughing at you, (laughs) sir. (laughs) He was sus about someone else who he thought was the perpetrator. Okay, I'm caught up now. I get it. I get it. He and two of his friends... Brothers James and Richard Schoenfeld. Beautiful. (laughs) Had previously been convicted of motor vehicle theft, for which they had been sentenced to probation. There was a warrant for Woods' father and police recovered one of the guns used in the kidnapping, as well as a draft of a ransom note. But the three men fled. Woods was caught two weeks later in Vancouver, Canada. James Schoenfeld was caught earlier that same day in Menlo Park, California, Mm -hmm. while Richard Schoenfeld 
turned himself in voluntarily eight days after the kidnapping. The he said, "Fuck it." <laughs> I can't, <laughs> sir. <laughs> the kidnappers were unable to call in their intended ransom demand of five million. <laughs> five million. <laughs> Okay, but I mean, there were 26 children, so, like, I'm sure someone would have been willing to pay it, but also the thing is, with ransom money, they are, it is, like, easily trackable, like, traceable, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they'll just, like, it's like the fucking blue dye that you put in the money bag when you rob a, like, when, when they, when you rob a bank, you know? I no, know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, surprise, surprise, I do, just kidding, I would... If I, I would have way more money if I were capable of robbing a bank. Duh. But Duh. You know, like in the movies, you know, mm-hmm. they put the blue dye in the bag. It's like they can write down all the serial numbers of all of the dollar bills <laughs> that they give to the people. And then they can track it like that. So huh. don't ask for ransoms. It's not very smart. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just Probably saying. don't kidnap people either, but... <laughs> Because the telephone lines to the Chowchilla Police Department were tied up by media calls and the missing children's families. James later stated that... Stop. Yeah, what's up? Stop. Did you just say what I think you said? What'd I say? The the kidnappers couldn't call the police and demand the ransom because the phone lines were flooded with... By parents calling in their missing children because there were 26 missing children. <laughs> you know how stupid that sounds? <laughs> these these guys are fucking idiots. Mm-hmm. They planned everything except that. <laughs> Sir. You did everything right. Except this one thing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I hate it here. Uh... James later stated that despite coming from a wealthy family, both he and Woods were deeply in debt. Quote, we needed multiple victims to get multiple millions, and we picked children because children are precious. That's disgusting. The state would be willing to pay ransom for them, and they don't fight back. They're vulnerable. They they will mind. Okay, but there was also the, the bus driver, Ed. Frank? I think he goes by Ed. Yeah, Every I think story so. I've heard has called him Ed. But, like, you don't think he's gonna fight? Also, right. there are, like teenagers i could get it maybe if there were like 26 like five-year-olds but there's not Mm -hmm. you don't think the teenagers are gonna fight back yeah that's fine oh okay that's that that doesn't logic but whatever (laughs) (laughs) all three men pleaded guilty to kidnapping for ransom and robbery but they refused to plead guilty for Guilty to infliction of bodily harm as a conviction on that count in conjunction with the kidnapping charge carried a mandatory sentence of life in prison without the possibility of parole. They pleaded guilty to kidnapping and what was the other one? Ransom and robbery. They did not even kidnapping? For kidnapping, yeah. Okay, kidnapping and ransom and robbery. Yes. That's a weird charge. I've never heard that one. Anyways, uh, but not to... Infliction of bodily harm. Mm-hmm. Well, partially also because of the prison hierarchy. If you harm children in any way, shape, or form, you're not going to fare well in prison. Like, super sorry about it. Um, what is it? What is um, vigilante justice? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Them prisoners, they'll Them get you. They'll fucking get you. <laughs> 
they were all tried on the bodily harm charge, found guilty, and given the mandatory sentence. But their <laughs> good <laughs> bitch. <laughs> but their convictions were overturned by a appellate court, which found that physical injuries sustained by the children did not meet the standard for bodily harm under law because they were mostly cuts and bruises. Okay, but they're children. Can we just like? throw the book at these motherfuckers please it's please fine. just it's take fine. the whole book and maybe just shove it up their asses mm-hmm. like fuck them fuck. they literally abducted 26 children not one not two 26 sir the three men were resentenced to life with the possibility of parole good oh well, wait with parole fuck but they got sentenced to life so that's good Richard was released in 2012. Bitch. And James was released August 7th, 2015. Bitch. What about the other one? October 2019, Woods was denied parole for the 19th time. (laughs) Over the years, the reasons given for the denials have included his continued minimization of his crime as well as disciplinary... (laughs) infractions for possession of contraband pornography and cell phones oh my god in 2016 a workman's comp lawsuit filed against woods he revealed that he had been running several businesses including a gold mine and a car dealership what all from behind bars uh without notifying prison authorities he also uh, married three times while he was in prison <laughs> that's some fucking piper chapman selling her her dirty ass underwear mm-hmm. <laughs> type shit mm-hmm. like <laughs> and he married three times three times while he was in prison sir so stop the, <laughs> the rest of my script is gone but i remember doing it and i don't think it saved from my ipad so uh from memory i know he was released just recently in 2022 stop what the fuck was his name frederick woods he's like 70 because i remember i had all their he was granted parole in fucking August. Yeah. I was going to say it was it was recently. Fuck this guy. If you're out there, fuck you. Fuck sir. you. That's pretty rude. Um I do know this story and I know that I've I've heard a lot of like um basically victim impact statements, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like from the kids who cuz if you were 5 in 1976, you know, you're probably like God, I can't do math. 50 by now. So, like, that's probably a core memory. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a core trauma. I had it I had it in the notes, but I remember reading something, like, a lot of them um, are, like, going through, like, a lot. Like, a lot of them took it very personal. I mean, as right. you should. But, like, I like uh, some of them are in, I think, like... Like, they're seeking help with, like, therapy, and I think some have even gone off and done criminal stuff themselves because of what happened to them. It's a fucking trauma. Yeah. So. I know um, one of the big things that I've heard, too, is that the bus driver, Ed, he, like, really did the damn thing with these kids. Like, but he, like, protected those kids with his life and, like, tried really, really hard to, you know, keep everybody calm. And I think the teenagers were keeping the smaller ones, the small, (laughs) small chitlins, keeping them happy and from freaking out, you know. And uh, I think I remember hearing that 
<clears throat> when Ed died, like all of the kids were there. Mm-hmm. So we stand Ed. We love Ed. We love Ed, the bus driver. Thank you, sir, for your service. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he was like one of the greatest bus drivers on the planet. Oh, has to have been. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we all had those really fucking good bus drivers, but then we had the really fucking bad bus drivers too. And I bet Ed was one of the good ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, clearly we see that from this story, but you know. Well, this is a very um. I like this tale. I do. I like this. This uh. <laughs> it's so weird to say that I like a true crime, but I do. I like this one. It's a happy ending and, you know, everyone sort of, um, everyone made it out. Nobody died. Like, yeah, these kids probably went through a shit ton and they, you know, <laughs> it wasn't an easy thing that they went through and whatever, but at least everyone made it out and the three fucks that were the perpetrators got, got what was coming to them. Mm-hmm. It sucks that they're all out, but... Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. We didn't do our Halloween special episode because, listen, we've been busy. Yeah. I threw a Halloween party and didn't have any time to record or even, like, sleep or, you know, do anything for me. And don't get me wrong, it was a fun time. Like, I had a really great time at my party, but um, I'm really paying for it this week, so... (laughs) Here we are. are. So sorry we didn't do our Halloween special for you. Maybe we'll do it as a surprise. Spooky season is all year, all year, every day. Yes, I like that. Mm -hmm. All year, every day. All year, every day. Big spook. (laughs) spook. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we will see you guys next week. Goodbye. Bye forever. Thank you for listening to Mysterious Ish. All episodes are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast directory. Follow us on social media at Mysterious Ish Pod. If you have topic suggestions, questions, or stories to share, you can email us at mysteriousishpod at gmail.com or visit our website at mysteriousishpod.com. Make sure to come back next week for another discussion about the mysteries of the universe. <laughs>